0: Nick's picks, season one, episode three, the one with all the buffering. Friday Night SmackDown to start off this episode, season one, episode three, the one where we review SmackDown Live. Starting off with Roman Reigns, which I'm okay with, but of course. Once again, the fake crowd noise chanting Roman sucks was too loud; could barely hear him speaking. Also, doesn't help that my internet is hot garbage, and I have to stream over my dad's dirt dish account because I don't have a TV box in my room. Nonetheless, Roman called for his cousins Jimmy and Jay, who have a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match against the Mysterios. I like this whole concept of father son versus brothers. I like the concept of Rome. Roman Universal Champion, the Usos Tag Team Champions, I also like the Mysterios as Tag Team Champions as well, but the match went on for about 30 minutes or so, 30-35 minutes, and the ref blew it. Jimmy was pinned, but got his shoulder up at the count of two, and the ref didn't see it, The Usos were summoned to Roman back in his dressing room. And once again, during the promo, my TV cut out. I missed most of it. Then we get a promo of the Street Profits, which I honestly thought they were going to have MVP show up on SmackDown, which I'm a fan of for sure. Maybe get a little foreshadow of Roman sharing... Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar when he returns on Raw, but probably not going to see that. First mat, second match of the night is going to be Liv Morgan versus Carmella, and it's just so weird to think about Carmella as a back on SmackDown, but it's also weird to think about Liv Morgan as a singles competitor with the release of Ru- of Ruby Riot. Talking about the releases, uh Braun Strowman was a shock to me considering he was in a championship match two weeks ago. Uh later tonight we're gonna have Kevin Owens versus Apollo for the Intercontinental Championship, and Apollo's little minion is banned from ringside, which I like, and honestly, I hope Kevin Owens wins, which is weird because I'm not usually a Kevin Owens fan, but in this case, not enjoying this Apollo Crews character anymore at all one bit the Liv Carmella match currently going on is just obviously a filler filler spot for the show because neither of these two will get a push Liv should have been a tag team champion with Ruby but never happened which is sad Live. Taps out to Carmella, which again, these this match is pointless because let's be real. Next week, one of these two could be could be released and fired. I guess tonight we're also getting Bianca Belair versus Bailey, which I'm for, but I want to see this rivalry come to an end at Hell in a Cell and then give Bianca somebody new. And give Bailey somebody new. Uh back to the releases. Um Buddy Murphy was kind of kind of a shock as well. I mean he hasn't really been used since the storyline with Rollins and the Mysterios, but that was just kind of sad. Braun again was a shock to me, and there's a lot of rumors and people saying he's gonna go to AEW for sure. When I see it, I think Braun is really good. I don't know why they wouldn't have pushed him. They kind of just used him to the max and then released him, did him dirty. With another Ruby Riot, Murphy, Braun, Lana was also released. That was a shock to me considering she had been improving for sure without a doubt. And jumping into the title picture, which I think she would be a better tag team champion than anyone they have now, but with the releases of Ruby Riot and Lana now breaking up two more tag teams, the what are they doing with the women's tag division? It's just non-existent right now it it's literally non-existent there's I think two official tag teams left in the women's division, and then seven on the roster on SmackDown. What are they doing? This makes no sense whatsoever. Getting away from wrestling a little bit, uh, going to basketball, which is weird because I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I thought this stat was kind of cool. Not cool because I'm also a LeBron fan. LeBron and the Lakers lost and were eliminated in the first round. And that is the first time that LeBron has ever been eliminated from the playoffs in round one in his entire career. That's really all I have to say about that. I don't care about basketball whatsoever besides when LeBron's playing. So hockey, pens are out. Hope Vegas wins. Still love flurry. That's my sense on hockey. I'm very excited for football season. Seeing more and more TikToks of OTAs and Ben saying stuff about Najee, seeing stuff from Chase Claypool saying he doesn't care if he's double teamed that as long as the other guys are are getting their their catches and their touches. He will take the double team and that that just that really makes me happy because that that's a team guy right there. Ben coming back for his 18th season with the Steelers and I hope he's not done. But when he is done, I hope he's done in the black and gold. He did say that he will always bleed black and gold. So I don't see him going anywhere else. I really, 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 really hope within this next year. That... uh, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, learns a lot from Ben. Same with Dwayne Haskins. Called that one. Bailey accepted the challenge from Bianca for Hell in a Cell. No word on the stipulation. Kind of corny. They did the whole Thunderdome screens of Bailey laughing, and I swear Bailey and Seth must work on their laughs together because they're the same character. They're both heels with obnoxious laughs, and they they have drip. But I hope that they put a stipulation on this match. And also, I want to see the Street Profits versus Gable and Otis tonight or at Hell in a Cell. Also, later tonight, we're getting a rematch for the Tag Team Championships. The Usos got their rematch against the Mysterios, which I love it, and I hope that it ends... And a DQ from Roman or something that forces them to give them another title opportunity at Hell in a Cell. Maybe in a Hell in a Cell match. And then eventually I want to see Seth, maybe Cesaro, come back out and, you know, Roman at Hell in a Cell. Even though we just saw Roman and, and Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match eight months ago in October. But it's still weird because... Now Helena sells in June. Man, I hope Extreme Rules is next month. No, I'm sorry. Money in the Bank is in July. They already announced that, which is still weird to me. SummerSlam hopefully in August, September. Who knows? I like the Clash of Champions one in September, but who knows what we'll get? We're probably gonna get another Saudi sh- Saudi Arabia show, which I'm not a fan of. But that's Vince for you. Also, Brock Lesnar has been moved from the alumni section on the WWE, WWE.com to the current roster. If that doesn't spell out Lashley versus Brock for SummerSlam, I don't know what does. I guess we're also going to get King Corbin versus Shinsuke once again. Not a fan of the storyline, not a fan of the, either wrestler. King Corbin's okay, he was decent before the whole King Corbin act, but it's been going on way too long. The last King of the Ring was three years ago when Corbin won it, which honestly shouldn't have won, but that's not the point. I guess they are going to bring the King of the Ring match back, or the tournament style back, but I saw a tweet that said it should be Whoever wins it doesn't play this ridiculous king character. They get to main event SummerSlam. So, kind of like the Rumble is for WrestleMania, make the King of the Ring tournament for the main event of SummerSlam, or at least a title match at SummerSlam. Maybe not the main event, whatever, but this whole king character aspect thing side of it sucks. It really sucks. And Shinsuke is... Not a fan of Shinsuke Nakamura. Good wrestler, just not a fan of the character. I think it's the music. Corbin was decent when he was with Lashley and McIntyre when they were feuding with The Shield. Then after that, I just didn't like him feuding with Seth, but I understood it. Again, I would be okay with Corbin as a a world champion. I think if... Seth would have turned heel from The Fiend. But still kept the title from The Fiend. Never lost to him. He would have had a really good feud as of heel. Against Corbin. And they could have done heel versus heel. And like taken that to the extreme extreme. For payback for what Corbin did to Becky at Extreme Rules in 2019. But. I also think then they could have had Seth realize okay, the heel's not working out. He took it too far, and that then that's how they turned him back to a baby face. However, the way they did it is fine, whatever, it's over, and I think that Seth will turn baby face at SummerSlam or leading up to SummerSlam whenever he faces Roman at SummerSlam. And I'm calling it right now June four. 2021 SummerSlam Universal Championship Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. And that's only because Rollins came out at the last pay per view backlash wearing the suit that had the SummerSlam colors in it. So that's probably not even close to who it's going to be. But I do think that it needs to not be Cesaro. Cesaro needs to be done after Hell in a Cell and the money in the bank pay-per-view this year needs to have a real winner not Otis winning it and then losing losing the contract to the miz they need to really take it seriously give it to someone who actually would would use it would cash in not just hold it as a as an accomplishment nothing against otis i wish he could have gotten a better push but he really shouldn't have won it uh commenting on the bianca type title reign she's having right now i just feel like she's doing too many promos and not fighting enough and it's kind of like what they do with asuka she's just a filler champion which sucks and again I would like to see Bianca as SmackDown Women's Champion with the Prophets as Tag Team Champions or Roman Universal and the Usos SmackDown Tag Team. But I think the Usos are going to turn on Roman or they're going to win tonight with Roman's help. But then again, he might not considering he called Jay Jimmy and said it doesn't matter. I really don't want to see them turn on each other. I think the the Samoan faction would be amazing. But I want to see Jimmy and Uso and Jay with the titles at some point. All three of them with the titles. That would be so amazing. So this episode was supposed to be, was supposed to have a guest and that guest was supposed to be My best friend since fourth grade, Tyler, but he moved. And we were going to do a rundown of the AFC West because that's his division because his team is the Broncos. He basically said that uh, Kansas City was going to win the division, Uh, the Broncos or Raiders will be second and third, and the Chargers will be last. Uh, He said that none of the AFC West teams besides the Chiefs will be in the playoffs. Um thinks that the Chiefs are in a good spot, not losing or gaining really much of anything besides maybe a couple, I think a lineman or two. But he basically had to say that the Broncos could be a danger if they can get a quarterback or focus on build rebuilding their defense because they're a defensive team heavy, heavily versus not being a quarterback team. He also went on to say that they go from quarterback to quarterback, drafting a quarterback to trading for different ones and then throwing them in different ways, starting different quarterbacks. And I agreed with him that that's not how you get a winning team or a system, winning system. Drew Locke probably could be a decent quarterback, but he was thrown in too early and now he's just, he's not an NFL quarterback that was kind of Tyler's take on the AFC rundown. Uh, we we're go- I was going to go into asking him about esports because he's a big PC gamer, uh, you know, League of Legends World of Warcraft, so maybe another time whenever I can actually get him on we can talk about esports for the first time here on Nick's Picks, but I have an announcement to make that will uh change it up a little bit I'm gonna go from a sports podcast to talking about anything Uh, I'm gonna look to have guests here and here and there and just talking about anything an episode here and there of only me talking about sports maybe like reviewing pay-per-views reviewing you know Logan and Jake's fight Logan Paul's versus floyd mayweather is this sunday june 6th very excited for that the rules kind of confused me uh no judges no winner will be announced or called and they're using 10 ounce or 12 ounce gloves and they will be an exhibition of eight three minute rounds and I think they're only doing this, calling this an exhibition and saying there's no winner going to be announced. So Floyd, quote unquote, doesn't lose his perfect record, even though all Logan really has to do is get a good, clean shot on Floyd. And Logan's the clear winner of the fight. Knockouts are allowed. So I think someone will be getting knocked out. And I think that someone will be Floyd Mayweather. Logan's been training nonstop for this dedicating 110 percent of his time mind body and soul to the sport of boxing learning getting better every day Moved to Puerto Rico he said multiple times that that the training camps he's done in LA were are so completely different from Puerto Rico he's isolated he's been able to focus he now has Jake down there they're both training together living together they, they're opening a gym their own gym It's just a good time to be a fan of the Pauls and a good time to be a fan of the sport of boxing because of what they're bringing to the sport. I just want to see them get the respect they deserve. And I think that starts on June 6th when Logan Paul knocks out Floyd Mayweather. 100% behind Logan on this one. Floyd's old. He's washed up and he's going to lose. He's not taking it serious. I don't care what shape he's in. I don't care what his record is. Logan is not someone to be underestimated. Neither is Jake. Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, August 26th, or 28th. I can't wait for that one either. Very excited to watch Jake take another step into getting the respect that he deserves as well. For the for their up-and-coming rise on the sport, it's an amazing sport. I wish I would have learned about it a long time ago, but... Now I'm learning about it because two of my favorite entertainers out there are getting into it, and it's amazing how many eyes they're bringing to the sport. Everything that Jake is doing is for every other boxer, trying to get them get to get paid, and that's amazing. He also offered the same deal he offered to Ben to Tyron of if Tyron wins, jake will double his earnings from the fight and if jake wins he wants tyron to donate his entire earnings to a charity of jake's choice which woodley denied didn't answer and ignored so everyone who says jake isn't a good person he's over here trying to donate money from his fight to a charity donate money to a charity with his fight and he's I mean, I'm sure he's still going to donate money, but whatever way you want to look at that, they're both really good people. They just play their roles really well. Jake's role happens to be the problem child, but June 6th, eyes are going to be on the Maverick, and Logan's going to shock the world. And I'm very excited to watch and see that, and be very excited for the outcome. Logan Paul knockout within the first five rounds that's my prediction